Welcome to Loving People to the Cross. I'm Pastor Tom Crandall. I'm so excited that you've joined us today. I hope and pray that this word from the Lord encourages you and uplifts you in your spirit. And I hope it draws you to walk closer with Him. Remember, after the podcast, stick around for one more message from me, your host, Pastor Tom Crandall. God bless you, my friend. I'm going to start off by saying this. Forgive me this morning. I'm going to try my best with the help of the Holy Spirit to take a very complicated message and make it very simplistic. Over the years, we've heard terms like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Anybody ever said that? If, if it's running right, don't tinker with it. Well, got bad news. I'm here to tinker with some things this morning. They're running good. They're running really well, Jerome. They're, I mean, man, they're tracking. And I pray that if it messes something up in your heart, that you'll find your way to this altar. This morning, I want to invite you to go to the book of Matthew, the book of Matthew, chapter 14. And as, as you're turning there, I want to go ahead and lay a foundation here. We, we know the story. We've heard it. We've heard it mentioned this previous week. And we've heard over the years, people talk about how Peter walked on the water. Peter walked on the water and he kept his eyes fixed upon Jesus. And as he walked on the water, something took place at that very moment that caused him to sink. And he cries out with a loud voice and says, Lord, save me. At that very moment, in that very specific time in Peter's life, everything was going good. He had his eyes fixed up on Jesus and something happens. In verse 28 of the book of Matthew chapter 14, verse 28, he says this. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou bid me, Come unto thee on the water. And he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, boisterous, he was afraid and he began to sink and he cried saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand, called him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, why... Oh, let me start that again. Sorry, I got tongue-tied. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and called him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? There's been so many times, and I can guarantee it in my personal walk, and I know in your personal walk, where everything's going good, you got your eyes fixed on Jesus, and I mean everything's going wonderful, and all of a sudden, it's not anymore. All of a sudden, it's it's torn apart. It's battered. There's a song that I love, The Anchor Holds. Even though the sails are torn, even though the ship is battered, the anchor holds. And that song lays out a clarification of Jesus being the anchor that holds it all together. But an anchor is dropped below to the surface to do what? Hold things in place. 
That's a great song, might I add you, but I wanted you to keep this in mind this morning that it's not necessarily the anchor that we need to focus on. It's Jesus keeping our eyes fixed upon him. It's looking at him when things aren't going so well. When, when, when there's questions in our own personal walk that we have to answer for, the word says what? Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. But so often in times we get so stuck seeking the problem. We, we get so bombarded by the obstacles in life that we focus on them and we begin to sink and we can't figure out what we're doing wrong. It's simplistic. We've took our eyes off Jesus. Some people would say, well, that's not my case. You know, I, I've got strong faith. Great, you've got strong faith. Well, you don't understand. I read my Bible every day. That's great. You read your Bible every day. Well, you don't understand. I pray every day and every night, you know, and, and, and I know where I stand with the Lord. You do. That's great. But are your eyes fixed upon the pioneer perfecter of your faith? I was studying this past week for this message this morning. So I was laying in bed one night and, you know, the, the struggle of night shift, you know, there's, there's nights that you're laying there and you're like, I should be asleep right now because this is my night off and I've earned this right to sleep and you're wide awake. Well, that wasn't the case this night. The Lord woke me up about 1130 that night. Man, I was sleeping good too, Jerome. And he woke me up and I immediately grabbed my phone. I, I know when I wake up out of a dead sleep, Jack, what, what time it is. It's time to spend some time with the Lord. And I, I, I don't want to turn the overhead light on and wake Carrie up. And I'm just going to be honest with you. I was too lazy to get out of bed. So I get my phone and I open my Bible out. And I begin to read this. And, and I go to Hebrews and it says, keep your eyes fixed upon the pioneer and perfecter of your faith. So I look up that word, that beautiful word, perfect, that, that we hear all the time. And did you know in the Greek Hebrew, that is a very interesting word, Jack. Very interesting word. It, it, it's simply this, patio. And do you know that, that in Latin, which is taken from the Greek Hebrew, they use that word for the, what we know as poems. And I began to, to, to break this word on down, and man, it, it was a long list of different languages and different words. You know, you've seen the concordance I have. So I've got all these different words and all these different layouts. And I was like, you know what? Let, let's, let's look at the Greek Hebrew because that, that's where we're going with it. And that word... In its true form meaning from biblical context means this, completely, utterly sold out. That's a, that's a big word, right? Sold out. And we look at that word and we, we look at it and we say, you know what? You don't know what I've been through and, and I've been faithful to the Lord. I've been going to church all these years. And I've been doing all these things that I know to do. And I, I, I'm, I don't know why, but all these obstacles are coming into my life. And, and man, you know, I, I'm going to tell you all and I'm going to share a personal one with you. A lot of you don't know this, but Carrie and I about lost our home. I was keeping my eyes fixed on the problem and I was I was upset. I was frustrated and I was downright mad. 
And God said, hold on a minute. Did I not, did I not supply all of your needs? You prayed for specific things and I blessed you with those things. Did, don't, don't, I, don't I take care of the birds of the air? Keep your eyes fixed upon the pioneer perfecter of your faith. Quit looking at all the junk that's going on. I've got this. And immediately the other night as I was reading and I was laying there, I, I immediately thought about all the blessings that have unfolded this year in my life. Things two years ago that were totally impossible, but God supplied those needs. He said, I've got you. Quit focusing on the problem. When you focus upon the pioneer perfecter of your faith, things begin to happen. You're no longer sinking under the water saying, God, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I don't know what's happening in my walk. I don't know what's happening in my life, but I'm drowning here. There's a little story y'all may not know. Most of y'all know that I, I had the privilege of growing up in Louisiana, right? And there's water everywhere in Louisiana. Y'all, I can swim. But Mr. Joe, I can't float. I'm like a rock. When I get in the water, if I'm moving, I'm good. But the moment I stop, I begin to sink. And that's the problem with a lot of Christian folks today. They get in the water of life. And everything's going good, Jack. They're trailing that water, man. They're doing great. I mean, they're walking like a duck hunter going out to get a brand new gun. Then all of a sudden, they take their eyes off the pioneer perfecter of their faith. And they begin to sink. And the first thing out of our mouth is what? Oh, God, where are you? What, what's going on? Why, why am I... Why am I not getting anywhere. I'm sinking. I'm, I'm, everything around me is falling apart. And he's saying, why did you doubt? Why are you not keeping your eyes fixed upon me? And as I thought about that the other night, I thought, man, I was Peter. I was, I was doing good. I was walking on the water. Then all of a sudden I was drowning. We have issues. Okay. And I'm going to say this, and this is, Something the Lord laid on my heart. And I, I've got it in my note. Sometimes, nine times out of ten, Christians have a lifetime subscription to issues that need to be canceled. We, we, we get so overwhelmed with the issues that are around us that we're so focused on everything but Jesus. Did you know, and, and here's a phenomenal fact. Did you know Gandhi said something? He said, I like the idea of Christianity, but it's the Christians that I can't stand. Gandhi said that. A lot of us, you know, we look at Gandhi, he was a wise man. Did you also know that C.S. Lewis said this? That if any man follow after his own desire, desires and not Jesus, he is a fool. He's a fool. Can I tell you something else that goes back to biblical translation that tells us in the word of God that if we chase after our own desires, our own, our own wants, and the things that we want in our personal life instead of Jesus, we're going to sink every time. There's nothing in here that says, you know what? I want to give you the desires of your heart that do not line up with the word of God. 
Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and these things that be added unto you comes not only with instruction and a promise, but it comes with visibility and understanding of who he has called us to be as men and women of Christ. Did you know that it is a unique opportunity every day to get up out of your bed? Some of us count it a blessing, amen? We're, we're blessed to see another day. In the meantime, we're still drowning in the worry of life. Have you ever met someone who truly worries all the time? It's like it's second nature. It's like it's a habit. They're constantly worried about what's taking place in their life. Man, what are we going to do about this? What are we going to do about that? What are we going to do now? What, what if, what if, what if? And they're surrounded by so many what ifs instead of going, you know what? Because of Jesus, I'll have victory. Because of Jesus, if I keep my eyes fixed up on the pioneer perfecter of my faith, and I do not doubt, and James, it tells us what? If you ask for wisdom and, and you don't have it and you lack wisdom and you ask for it without what? Without doubting. You remember Thomas as, as he approaches Jesus, he says, I believe it's you if I can touch the scars upon your hand, if I can touch the pierce upon your side and the holes in your feet. I, I believe it's you, Jesus, only if I can see proof and feel proof that it's you. A lot of us are doubting Thomases. We, we got all these great ideas and all these great things that run through our minds but we were missing one thing, keeping our eyes fixed upon Jesus. In chapter 15, you don't have to turn there, but in verse eight and nine, says this, these people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines, the commandments of men. And we look at that and we go, you know what? Jesus has got a really great point right there. And that's kind of where we leave it. But we have to understand right before he even makes this statement, he was sitting there watching one of his own very disciples take his eyes up off of him and begin to drown. Think about this for a minute. What was it that distracted Peter? The wind. So that had to be some pretty strong wind in order to be able to see it because why? The water had to white cap. The water had to shift. It had to move. It had to be something going on there in order for him to see what? The wind. But we don't realize it all the time. It doesn't even take us seeing the wind of life to come. We get a letter in the mail or, or we go, we get up and, you know, we get a, hear a rumor about a job closing or we hear a rumor about whatever it may be. And man, all of a sudden we get worried and we take our eyes off Jesus and we begin to focus on the problem. Some of us are getting ready to retire. And there's going to become new challenges with that. I get tickled at Mark. He told me one time, he said, brother, he said, now that I'm retired, I feel like I work more now than ever. I'm sorry, I guess. I know that's a lot my fault, but it's okay, right? But I want to tell you something. There's not a day that doesn't go by that we don't keep our eyes fixed up on Jesus. Why? Because of the moment that we take our eyes off Jesus is the moment we begin to sink. My hope and trust is in him and him alone. 
It's the moments in life that we begin to, to try to fathom what's going on around us. And we get to looking at all the problems of the world and we realize one thing, we're sinking. And what do we do while we're sinking? Lord, save me. God, help me. I don't know what we're going to do. First, fix your eyes upon the pioneer perfecter of your faith. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Did you know that all through life, there's challenges. Some of you are older and wiser. And, and you would give this advice to any young person that came along. Life is full of challenges. A, a professor stood before a graduating class one day and he's giving a congratulatory speech as they're getting ready to graduate. And he says, life's full of challenges. It has its up and downs. But at the end of the day, you can be successful if you try. This morning, I'm here to tell you, life is full of challenges. It has its ups and downs. It's not easy walking a walk of a Christian. It's not always simplistic. It's not always working great. But I guarantee you this. Keep your eyes fixed up on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of your faith. And you won't be caught in the middle of the wind going, God save me. This morning, if you don't know him, I encourage you to, to, to get to the altar because I want to introduce you to the man that can change your life. But you have to understand before you take that step, before you say, you know what? I need to, to know him. It takes you keeping your eyes fixed upon the pioneer perfecter of your faith, which is in Jesus Christ. It takes keeping your eyes on Jesus. A lot of times people think that it's complicated to be a Christian. They, 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 they find out really quickly that you can't live for the world and live for Christ. You can't do both. You can't. Actually, the word tells us that to love the world is what? It's enmity against God. We, we love the idea of Christianity. We love the idea of church. We love the idea of incorporated worship. Let's not love the idea. Let's not love the thought. Let's love the one we worship. See, when we totally fall in love with Jesus, I wanna, I'm going to say this because it's fitting. When we totally fall in love with Jesus and we want to keep our eyes fixed upon him, like y'all may not know this, but I'm crazy about Carrie and she knows that. And there's not a day that doesn't go by that I don't get on her nerves. Y'all know this, okay? Y'all know me, right? But there's not a day that doesn't go by that I tell her she's beautiful. And how can I love her if I don't know the love of the Father? How can I love my kids if I don't know the love of the Father? Do you know what that takes? That takes keeping my eyes upon the pioneer perfecter of my faith, which is in Christ Jesus. It takes me looking at him and saying, you know what, Lord? I don't know how to love without you. Why do I love? Because he first loved us. Even though life's waves hit, 
you know, in, in that song that I mentioned, the anchor holds, you know, and the, the sails are torn. Did I mention that the ship is battered? It's broken. It's missing pieces. But the anchor holds. Can I tell you a secret this morning? And I'm getting ready to close. No matter what life throws at you, no matter what's going on, keep your eyes fixed upon Jesus. No matter how far you're willing to go in your walk with Christ, keep your eyes fixed upon Jesus. No matter how bad the wind is, keep your eyes fixed upon Jesus. No matter how hard the rain's coming, keep your eyes fixed upon Jesus. No matter how scary it is, keep your eyes fixed upon Jesus. No matter how many times you feel like giving up, keep your eyes fixed upon Jesus. No matter what, keep your eyes fixed upon Jesus. If you will, stand with me this morning. Hey, it's Pastor Tom. I hope and pray this message touched your heart. And maybe even today you're asking yourself, do I know Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior? You know, oftentimes in life, we find ourselves in the mix of life. And life is hard. It's difficult. But if you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and today you say, you know what? I want to do that. I want to accept Jesus. I want to know him on a more intimate level. If that's you, my friend, today, I want to pray with you. Simply just pray this. Father God, I know I'm a sinner. I ask you to send Jesus to come and dwell in my heart and to be the Lord of my life. I know that I'm in need of a Savior, and without him, I would be nothing. Amen. My friend, today, if you prayed that prayer, I want to hear from you. You can email me at pastortomcrandall.com at gmail.com I want to hear from you I want to send you a Bible I want to send you some, some information on how to continue to walk with Christ I love you my friend all the angels in heaven are rejoicing with you God bless you